You're listening to a Cripple and Co. production. Well, happy Thursday to you, and welcome to another episode of This Shit Is Real, a part of Disability After Dark, where we discover how poo affects you. Friends, I love this series so much, and this is I'm having so much fun and feeling so much more confident talking to guests about their poo and their bowel stuff and having bowel stuff myself doing a series like this and just having a laugh with people who go through the same thing is really really cathartic and really really important for me and thank you all so much for writing in wanting to be a guest wanting to be a part of this series if you want to be a part of this series write us at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com using the subject line this shit is real tell me a little bit about your poo story and i want to find out how poo affects you so write in and we'll get you here on a Thursday with me but now let's get to the new episode of this shit is real on episode four of this shit is real i sit down with my new friend tan and we talk about his experience with endometriosis and what it was like for him to experience endometriosis and how it has, in in his words, invaded his colon and invaded his ureters and invaded his whole body and just made pooing an exciting journey for him. This whole episode was so fun to record. I laughed, we laughed our asses off, literally at the absurdity of poo. We, um, we dispute the Bristol stool chart which if any of you are dealing with poo, poo and gut stuff and gastro stuff, you know how inaccurate the Bristol stool chart is. We talk about doctors sending you home when you're shitting blood. We talk about um, that time Tan pooed, pooed and vomited at the same time. Uh, so many hilarious gut stories in this one. I literally couldn't stop laughing through most of the episode. I listened back. To the first 20 minutes just now and I started laughing so so hard um Tan is such a good funny storyteller but we also talk about Tan's experience with um how with his relationship with his partner and how that's affected how his poos affected all that and so many different facets here and it was so fun to have a laugh talking about poo with Tan. And I really hope you enjoy this episode of This Shit Is Real. And remember, I want to find out how poo affects you, so don't forget to sign up. Thanks, friends. Enjoy the episode. Tan, thank you so much for coming on This Shit Is Real. How are you today? Great. Uh, well, great. Okay. Uh, it's glad to, I'm glad to be on. Uh, I think like everybody else, I'm feeling frustrated and angry at all the shit that's going on in the world lately yeah. but aside from the shit that we will be talking about <laughs> yeah it's we're recording after a really tough day for the world so i think yeah. we're all a bit emotionally drained for sure yeah. and exhausting. that it's yeah. just it's a lot i yeah. could do a whole podcast about how i feel about that wow yeah. um but let's go into let's talk other, about shit. Yeah, let's do some <laughs> real shit today before we do, before we like dive into the poo, yeah. I want to just have you, because you're a new guest on the show, I just want to have you introduce yourself to the yeah. audience. Tell us a bit about yourself and who you are and what you do. Okay, so my name is Tan Cornelius. Uh, I also go by Tough Tuck. It's uh, 
something that I started doing a couple of years ago, like strongman steel bending, when I was able to physically able to do it. Uh, I also do stand up and I'm a filmmaker, uh, artist, poet, just, you know, all the things, every all of the day. things. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, yeah, but the last few years have been obviously rough for artists. Oh yeah. It's, uh, don't I know it? It's yeah. been like, what were you getting? None. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the pandemic and two surgeries on top of that in the oh, last fun. three years. So yeah, it's been. Were your surgeries poo related? Yes. Fun. Let's talk about yeah. that later. Let's yeah. talk about. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. Awesome. Great. So so let's jump in. First off, Tan, can you start with what? So the the big question for the show is I want to learn how poo affects you, but I want to learn. Yeah. Um, first off, what are your gastrointestinal issues and can you share how they, how they, how they impact your day-to-day life? Yeah. Well, I have a disease called endometriosis that a lot of people don't know a lot about. Uh, it's basically when the tissue that lines the endometrium of your uterus, uh, a tissue like that, it's not the same tissue, but it grows outside of it. And it basically it acts a lot like cancer It metastasizes. It can cause a lot of damage to your uh, extra pelvic organs. So by the time mine got diagnosed, I was at stage four and it had deeply invaded my uh, colon, my bowels, my ureters, my kidneys, like you name it. Uh, like, Like the doctor literally called it shrapnel inside of me. Like, One of my ovaries exploded, like it causes these things called endometriomas, and then they explode quite literally inside of you and spread the disease. And then those little pockets grow and they explode and spread the disease. So it's very insidious. Yeah. Thank you for that. Like, yeah. So probably, yeah. Overview, because I didn't know that it was so invasive. I did not realize that it like, it like copied itself and then made, that's wow. Yeah. And like, there's people that I know that have it in their lungs. It's been found in every organ in the body, including the brain, the heart. Wow. And there's very little funding and very little research into it. So, you know, it probably started with the onset of menses at when I was 11 and I didn't get diagnosed until I was 37. Oh, fuck. That's like, so it had that much time to grow 26 years, almost 30 years of growth. Yeah. And so when I was 17, uh, I went to the hospital because I had bowel issues. I was literally pooping blood. And the that's fun. That's so it's always fun. Yeah. Such a hot day. (laughs) Such a great thing to do when you're 17. Like that's just awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you're already feeling so comfortable in your body as a teenager. Yeah. (laughs) And then you're like, yeah, there's blood coming out of my ass. So let's go to the doctor. And, uh, (laughs) he did a manual exam and he said you have a a knot in your bowel it'll work itself out i've been i'm still waiting <laughs> did he are you did he send you home yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah what that's ridiculous yeah and then just said like it's probably just a bad period and i'm uh, like 
I don't know a lot about biology, but I'm pretty sure you don't menstruate from your arsehole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I mean, that reminds me of a couple years ago. I had an intestinal block and I rushed to the hospital and I had a... I rushed there and I, I I took my I took the ambulance there and I get there I'm in pain I'm writhing in pain I can't stop barfing so yeah. I go there and the the ER doc looks at me and goes well there's a blockage there and it really sucks so you have two options you could we'll, we'll go in and remove it or you could just go home which one do you want and I was like oh I'll just go home and suffer yeah like, <laughs> how are you so relaxed about this what are you talking about so like. I looked at him and I was like, I'm going, I'm going to go, I'm going to have the surgery, whatever it is, yeah. like set it up, I'm doing it now. And he was like, okay, no problem. But just the audacity to be like, you could go home. What? You know, I had a similar thing because even farting is a celebration in my house because it means that there's not a complete blockage, <laughs> you know, every yeah. time I fart, uh, we like, we should have a bell that we ring, like when you make a sale. i ripped fart it's a good day but i went literally the same thing by ambulance went to a hospital here in toronto and they left me in the waiting room for eight hours vomiting bile dark green bile and passed out on the floor and uh the guy told the doctor told me to try keto try just try going keto when you (laughs) (laughs) what oh no i was like uh, he didn't do any tests he didn't do any uh screening he gave me a shot of uh tramadol but if he had looked at my chart he would have seen that i'm on prozac and they cancel each other out so zero pain relief and uh i was looked at him like motherfucker i don't think avocado and bacon is gonna cure (laughs) this I mean, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, we were probably in the same Toronto hospital. Because yeah. Probably but, in the same hospital having the same issue. <laughs> I have screaming uh, across the, the way from each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, we should have just called each other and been like, are you dying? Good, I'm dying too. <laughs> yeah. Have you farted today, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, and that, makes me re- that reminds me of when I was in the hospital with C. diff. Because I had C. diff a couple years ago, oh. which started my whole journey with IBS, and like all of my, all of my bowel problems accelerated exponentially when I got C. diff. I so imagine, yeah, the C. diff cleared, but then they were like, you might have, you might have urgency and diarrhea for like one or two months, and I was like, well, that's not great, but okay, like sure. So after one or two months, I was like, all right, it's not going away. That was five <laughs> years ago. And I'm still like, funny, oh, but... I mean, it is funny. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's you tragic. have to laugh. Like, it's yeah. Tragic. yeah. Otherwise, you'll cry about it. So, I mean, let's yeah. go. I had a couple questions before the funny one, but let's jump right into the funny one. So, because we have to laugh about it, because if we don't laugh about our shit, we'll cry about it. Yeah. Um, do you have a particularly funny story about poo you want to share? Uh, I try to make all of it funny because, like we said, it's, but there's so many, like I literally have to keep uh, track of all my poos. So I call it the log log or the poo log. Amazing. 
and we are very familiar with the Bristol stool chart in our house. So, and I even don't you hate how the Bristol stool chart? It's not. It's not accurate. No. Yeah. Can we talk about how seven types of poop? Yeah, there's so many different (laughs) fucking types, and I know because I've looked at all of them coming out of my asshole, being like, "What is that? What is it?" I know. I've even had to get like gloves out to break up my poop in the so it won't clog the toilet yeah i've also had to do that i've also i've had to have somebody do that for me like because i have i don't have a log but i have my doctor said to me so you can calm your anxiety about poo every time you poo you need to look at it so you're you know you know what's coming out of there and so like that bristol chart is so inaccurate yeah and not seven types there's way I have pooped more than seven types of. Oh, poop. for sure I have. There are so many, and I have never once in my career as a pooer, um, you know, released that perfect sausage poo that they. <laughs> Neither have I. I'm still never in for my, it. Yeah, like never in my whole career as someone who shits have I done that. No, I go from uh, one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, I did have severe constipation quite often and uh <laughs> my doctor gave me a suppository and the gates of Hades opened I wasn't ready for it I was saying to my partner I'm like I need to calculate the escape velocity of earth <laughs> because I'm pretty sure I'm gonna take orbit soon <laughs> so it's like imagine having uh I call it the period of heavy bombardment because it was literally boulder-sized poops coming out of me at light speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, you poor asshole! That's I know. Like, I was clenching the <laughs> the marble sink next to me, <laughs> and praying to a god I don't believe in <laughs> to have mercy oh, no. on my hole. <laughs> I mean. I have screamed, have mercy on my hole, but in completely different context than that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, That and then, uh, so sometimes I do have to wear uh, a diaper. Me too. Shout out to Depends. I'm trying to get a deal. Yeah. (laughs) Sponsor me, Depends. I'm here (laughs) for you. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm I'm down for sponsors. I'm thinking about doing a diaper calendar. Uh, (laughs) If you do that, call me. We'll do it together. I'm so oh, there for that. Absolutely, I will. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, <laughs> I was diapered up one day and decided I should go out for a walk. When I first got sick, I lost like 70 pounds and looked, I was emaciated. And uh, my partner was terrified of me leaving the house alone. So, yeah. But this day, uh, my partner wasn't at home. And I'm like, I need to get out of the house and I just need to see if I can walk. I was using a cane then to diapered up, <laughs> gym pants, everything. <laughs> I go out and I walk by one of my neighbors and he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm fine. And as soon as I said that, I simultaneously projectile vomited my cat. <laughs> and then <laughs> and passed out onto his lawn. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, no. he, had, he had to help me up and I just looked at him like this is okay it's normal and then, <laughs> I left a trail of liquid poo all the way from there all the way up my stairs and back into the house <laughs> uh, 
And by the time, with you in the comedy. I would... <laughs> yeah. And by the time my partner got home, I'm like, I didn't even have to say I left the house because there was <laughs> the ballistics were, <laughs> were everywhere. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, so, mm. some nightmarish, but you know, how is that not funny now? That like, I mean, you, you all heard me laugh for like five minutes straight, and it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's funnier because I've been exactly where you are, and I've yeah. been like, I'm gonna put a diaper on, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna yeah. be a human, I'm gonna do the things. And the minute you leave the house, oh, your yeah. body is like, it is time to shit myself. Yeah, and we're not even going to be like gentle about it. We're going. Oh no, be... it is going to be the most violent poo. Yeah, you've molten ever had. lava. Yeah, <laughs> rolling gonna... down my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh man! Yeah. Um, but the look uh, on the neighbor's face when I said it's okay, this is normal, was priceless. Oh, I, I, I wish, wish I could have taken a picture of. Yeah, him I was going to say I, I wish like... there was somebody with the camera there. <laughs> I know. If only. I'm actually oh. glad that there wasn't, but you know. I mean, I there's part of me that wishes, but just for just for like now the comedy of what yeah. was happening. How recent ago was that? That was probably like three years ago. So in okay. 2017, I was the first time that I got uh, uh, diagnosed with endometriosis, and then in I had to wait until 2019, February of 2019, to have surgery. And it was actually, I had surgery the day after my partner's mother died. And it was just like the worst. Like we stayed the night with her in hospital uh, as she died. And then the next night I was in hospital getting the surgery. So that is some really like, some really hard shit, literally hard (laughs) shit to deal with. (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, so after that, I started testosterone uh, to transition, but also because uh, endometriosis is fed by estrogen. So I thought yeah. that the testosterone would help curb that a little bit. And uh, a couple of years, like it wasn't even two years after my surgery that I started to get really bad pains again. And like to the point that I was passing out and like more than 10 doesn't even cover it like it feels like being ripped apart and I got a an MRI done and it had uh not only grown back but it had progressed to the state that it was uh invading my organs so oh fuck uh the average wait was two years and they triaged me up to two months but I'm like I'm very thankful that I got it or of course in an awful state now but or you wouldn't be you know the scary part of that is you wouldn't be alive yeah so like in the last three years I've had about 14 hours of surgery to try and remove and and still they can't promise that it won't grow back fucking hell yeah and I've had all my lady bits removed (laughs) my lady balls are gone my like all of that anything that causes estrogen is gone and (sighs) It's just like now we just roll the dice and every day that I can fart or <laughs> stand up or poo is a good one. <laughs> I mean, I will say, I will agree with you there. Like every day you can poo and the poo is not, 
because I had C diff for a while. I was pooing black shit for a while. And it was really, yes. it was really scary. That so now to me too. Yeah. it's terrifying, isn't it? It's so scary. Yeah. What the hell is this? Because they're like, yeah, you're bleeding internally again. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to die. And I remember when I was in the hospital with C diff, and I've told the story before, but I'll tell you again. When I was in the hospital with C diff, getting treated the first time in the ER, they were like, oh, for sure it's C diff, you're going to die. Oh my god! Well, they didn't say you're gonna die, but they said like yeah. They, yeah. they basically were like you could die, and I was like, oh great, great, great. Good. That's a supportive care team. Yeah, thank you so much, <laughs> yeah. Toronto Hospital Care Team. Um, <laughs> um, so what is something about <laughs> what is something about gastro stuff and endometriosis and what you what you go through? What is something about that that you find disabling that other people don't understand i think there's the daily pain of it like uh there's a lot of things uh it isolates you you know so much of our culture is built around food and you know social gatherings with food and drink and everything and i'm like i live off of like protein bars and (laughs) shakes you know so there's not a lot of options for me if we're going to a party you know yeah so it makes you want to avoid those things uh but also too that I just can't even stress enough how little uh funding research attention endometriosis gets and it's so common it's like one in ten people with a uterus has it wow and it can be absolutely debilitating and it can ravage your body. It can kill you. It can be deadly. And people do not take you seriously. It's the, for me, the worst part is the being brushed off and being dismissed and not believed, you know. Being told you have a bowel knot and just go home. Yeah. And, you know, and then say, with the caveat, if you start to hemorrhage, come back. <laughs> like yes I will <laughs> obviously okay. you know but it's just the everything like try keto have you tried this have you tried all of these things I'm like yeah it doesn't affect the, the masses that are growing into my colon yeah and twisting it you know so even now after two surgeries I'm going to a GI specialist and <laughs> like I said to my partner they're going to basically put me on a spit because they're going to go down one end and up the other. And see oh, so they're doing on. the endoscopy and the yeah. colonoscopy? Yeah, because when I got the first colonoscopy, uh, his, uh, the way he, the doctor described it was that I have a, quote, twisty colon. And I'm like, I don't think that's the Latin definition of what's going on in me. A, a twisty colon is what a he said? A twisty colon, yeah. First of all, first of all, isn't a colon supposed to twist? One. Yeah, exactly. Two, is that your medical definition? Like, yeah. do you go to school for that? So I'm like, yeah, that's what is it? Latinus? Twistus? Colonus? Yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah, and even that experience was, again, the lack of care that people have around, even like uh, taking a holistic approach to you as a human, you know, going like, you know, we're going to be sticking something up your asshole. Maybe you might have some trauma around that. Yeah. And, you know, I was sexually assaulted when I was a teenager. 
And so I made my care team very aware of that, that, you know, these types of procedures could be very triggering for me. Yep. And after that colonoscopy, I literally woke up in another room with a thin paper blanket over me and my pants around my ankles in a come on after seriously you, in a puddle after you of, said yeah in a puddle of liquid yeah jesus christ like yeah. that makes me <laughs> i'm so angry right now for you <laughs> i know it's like, just what you can't like it's just unimaginable that after you caregiving. like explicitly were like i have trauma around this please you know yeah. take care wow I'm and so... i'm like i can joke about you know, my father's suicide, I can joke about a lot of things. And I said to them, this is one thing that I have trouble dealing with. This is something that's very triggering. And still they didn't, didn't give a shit. (laughs) It's the, uh, I just don't. I'm laughing out of like pure discomfort for you. Yeah, I know. You know, I'm like, who can I throw punch? Is that allowed? Well, (laughs) You'll be happy to know that upon this recording, I'm going in for the double header myself in about a month. In about a month, so uh, you know if you need me to throw punch somebody for you while I'm there, let me know. Yeah, do it by all means, and then we can compare notes afterwards. Yeah, I, just wanna, I wish they could do it at the same time, so I could pop an apple in my mouth and just get a, get a picture taken. <laughs> I remember that photo. That um, would be the cover of the calendar. But when, you know, so when you're dealing <laughs> the cover of the calendar, I mean, I'm here for it. Me in a diaper looking prerogative and you with, a, with an apple in your mouth. Yeah. You're for it. Yes, please. Um, so, you know, I was going to ask you to share a not so funny story about yeah. gastrointestinal issues. You kind of have done that already. Yeah. But is there any other kind of stories that where it wasn't funny? And I want to kind of get into like your emotional state of not so much like the trauma but like the poo itself like uh. yeah it's you know it's really it is devastating because it it's every day you know I'm surprised when people say that they have a poo every morning I'm like I'm lucky if I have one a week wow really yeah like it's at that point of and I was on a lot of opioid pain medication with which only compounded it uh, I got off most of it and it's still that way. Like there's still so every time I eat a meal, it's excruciating pain for about an hour afterwards. And then, you know, just hoping that I'm going to poop sometime soon. Oh man. Like, yeah. like, and I'm sure what I'm about to ask, you're going to roll your eyes so hard, but like, have they done, obviously, have they, that, did they, suggest enema where they like hey what about an enema oh yeah i've done you can name it and i've launched it <laughs> launched it up <laughs> there <laughs> or in one way or another yeah uh even when i had my most recent surgery i had it on january 10th and i hadn't taken a shit since december 22nd hang on hold on yeah that's like yeah almost uh, it's three weeks three weeks or a month yeah Yeah. wow and nobody was like hey yeah and I was like in agony just waiting for so before they began the surgery they had to do a major bowel disinfection yeah yeah and even 
it was so bad that they ended up uh, giving me a vaginal tear that usually only happens when you're giving birth. <laughs> what you can see is my mouth agape. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah. I, uh, wow. Yeah. And just people dismissing it as it's just constipation. I'm like, no, it's not. It can actually kill you. Like, you, yeah. can, you can get a sepsis. Uh, and sepsis at, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I haven't been, I, I was lucky enough to not have been down the road, but I've gone 14, 15 days without a poo at, at times. Yeah. And like, you know, part of me, because I'm a wheelchair user and need help with every part of my day. So part of me when I was younger would be like, Ooh, this is great that I don't have to poo because I don't have to bother anybody. This is not so bad. But then, you know, your body is like, what the fuck? We're backed up. We want to get it out. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. It's so (laughs) dry heaves of the bomb. I call it. It's like that. (laughs) You keep trying, but there's nothing coming out. And it just, the agony that it causes yeah i mean and i think you know for us as queer people like it you know we have this perception yeah. of what a queer person is supposed to we're supposed to be free and like down to fuck all the time and be <laughs> yeah. really sex positive and when you're when you're when you either can't shit and you want to or you're shitting yeah. too much and you want to stop i don't feel fucking sexy when that's happening i want right. to die i literally shat the bed twice in one night uh <laughs> not not very long ago and i looked at my partner and said you still down to fuck sometime <laughs> so oh, no. humbling when your partner has to literally like change your goddamn diaper for you <laughs> at times you know i mean and i ha- i wear diapers pretty often like probably once a week yeah. Right now, maybe once, twice a week, depending on the pain that I'm having and the, the gut discomfort. And I know the shame, like, I'm so happy you brought up diapers because it's something that I have been ashamed about for the longest time, especially when, like, you know, the irony is that people will want me to do Zoom lectures about how fucking hot sex and disability is. Right. And I'll do it and I'll take your money and thank you very much. But I, but I just want you to know all the people that hire me, usually I'm sitting in a diaper being like I'm in the most pain yeah. of my life I don't feel sexy at all like yeah. and so I'm really glad to know like just from a camaraderie standpoint to know that someone else out there goes through the the shame of wearing a depend oh yeah I had my own brand that I like I rock it and I'm like <laughs> do not believe the confident man on the box that is not what you feel like <laughs> I want them to really represent what it's like to have a, you know. I mean, somebody out there, I know someone out there is a marketing genius. Can someone call us and yeah. Ken and I will do yeah. like. Well, we got a, a production house, so like we can get this diaper calendar up. And I mean, going. I'm not, even, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> it was a joke at the beginning, but I'm not even kidding. I really want to do it. No, seriously. I'm, it's not a joke either. I'm definitely doing it. Yeah. Please let's do it. I really want yeah. to. It's such a good idea. That's down. Yeah. Um. So you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I want to ask you, Tan, how has your GI stuff impacted your, <laughs> now that I, <laughs> now that I say impacted, there's so much more weight behind yeah, it. <laughs> literally <laughs> yeah it's so much literal weight behind that word now but yeah. how has your gi stuff 
I don't know what other word to use. How are you doing? GI stuff played a role in your relationships. Played a role in my relationship. <laughs> yeah. How is it? Played a hole in your relationships, but not just your relationship with your partner, but also friendships, intimacy, stuff like that. Yeah, it's definitely, I'm thankful that I have a supportive group of friends. I have one friend that's so supportive that uh, when I poop, she wants to see a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> she also has a toddler, so I think she's used to poop. poop oh, yeah, she's so. really right in there. Yeah, because I had what I refer to as a Medusa poo. It was it was just so extraordinary. I had to share it with somebody. <laughs> when you looked at it, did it turn you into stone? <laughs> Pretty much. It turned my colon into stone, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's, again, it's, it, some people can be very dismissive. And I think that's the hardest part is when you're talking to someone and you're trying to explain to them, especially when you're someone who has a good sense of humor and whatever, they will take it lightly, but it's really difficult when somebody doesn't get how debilitating it is. Oh yeah. You know, I, I, I believe me, I'm right with you when I, when I say I do know, and I know how hard it is to even want to make friends, to even want to go to events. Oh yeah. I don't want to do any of that because I'm like, what if I have an accident or something happens or I projectile vomit on my neighbor's lawn? Like, what if I do something right? yeah. really horrible and then you don't want to see me again? I know. And that's why I'm like terrified when I get back to doing shows again. I'm like, what if I shit my pants on stage? Literally. Like, okay. I literally I, pull I not, I not so secretly want that to happen for you only because like, <laughs> I'll be in the front row being like, yeah, don't worry. It's fine. Keep going. You're awesome. Yeah, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, because um, part of what I do is literally bending steel, so that puts like a lot of pressure on your on your pelvic floor. Your, yeah, yeah. I've had to learn how to. I've had to do a lot of pelvic floor physio to. You know, it's the endometriosis has affect affected more than my bowels, but like especially it was especially hard on the bowels. It also uh, almost sent me into complete kidney failure because it wrapped around my ureters and was cutting off the blood supply to my kidneys. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so just, just on top of that, I couldn't, you know, since we're talking either. about two, number two, number one was also an issue as well when I she, had to literally press on my bladder physically to get pee to come out. Anything out? Was it like little tiny drops or was it like... That's it. Little tiny drops of what felt like lava. Bloody pee. Yeah. And then like when your colon is impacted (laughs) or your colon is full (laughs) of shit, it presses on your bladder and it presses on everything else. And so you feel the constant need to go to the bathroom and then you go and you can't do anything. You can't really. And when you do try to go, it probably hurts like a fucking bitch yeah and then i'm like <laughs> to my partner i'm like i'm scared i'm gonna shit out my own asshole <laughs> like what do i do if i you know what's just, terrifying is that that's not <laughs> that's yeah that's not an impossibility you could literally if you yeah. push hard enough you could shit out your own asshole <laughs> i know i've had some rough rough things happen there but thank god no prolapse yeah it's something that I, i'm not gonna lie it's something that i have 
I know I'm pretty sure it'll never happen in my case, but I silly I sillyly sillyly went I sillyly went down a YouTube rabbit hole one day where I like found clips of people's assholes falling out and I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> really not a, I shouldn't be watching this, but I, I can't look away. Every time, every time I say to myself, don't Google it. Don't Google it. And then I have to. And the yeah. images come up. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, that's not that bad actually. Have I I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't tell you how many times I've secretly Googled like what does your colon look like when it's full of old poo? Let I, yeah. I'll like go down rabbit holes of like, I want to see the x-rays. I want to see like, actually, so that I know that if whatever comes out of me is not as bad as that, I'll be all right. Yeah. Cause honestly, this shit that has come out of me <laughs> has been so big that I'm surprised that I, like I haven't completely wrecked myself. <laughs> it oh, no. looks like, the size bigger than a coke can like way bigger and i'm like that that's not supposed to happen not to be weirdly gross but the minute you said that all i could think about was all the queer men that i talked to online <laughs> that are like want to see my coke can dick and no you could be... <laughs> be like i got something to show you bam look at that yeah, yeah. my asshole is a one-way street <laughs> Hey, South, always. <laughs> Southbound, always. Yeah. Um, but tell me, you've, you've alluded to the awesomeness of your partner. Yeah. Amazing. Tell me a little bit more about them and tell me a little bit like, how did you, how did it feel for you to disclose all this stuff to them? And what was it like for them coming into your world of poo? Well, we were together when it happened, when we, when I got diagnosed. So we've been together for seven years now, so. Uh, yeah, they are non-binary, beautiful non-binary Jamaican artist, and uh, just nothing but love and support the entire way. Like n- even on the days like when I was sh- literally shitting the bed and crying and feeling like killing myself, they were telling me that I was sexy and that they loved me and that. You know, we are indeed going to fuck again. (laughs) Isn't that the weirdest thing, too? Like, when I have moments like that, I'll text, because I don't have a partner, but I do have a regular sex sex worker that I see. And so when I'm having low moments, I will literally be like, you're going to fuck me again, right? We're going to sleep together again? (laughs) You're going to want to get up on all (laughs) this? Like, even if I'm, even if I, you know, you, you want to, right? And he'll be like, He'll be like, oh, Andrew, I've told you a thousand times, yes. But I'll be like, I don't think you understand. I have anxiety that you're going to just do I know. You can't just, you can't just say it nonchalant. You got to say it with your full chest. Yeah, you have to like 100% reassure me that you're going to suck my dick again. Because I don't think, no, I'm really scared about it. And I'm like, I can't promise that I won't shit on you when you're giving me head. I can't make that promise. I wish I could. It wasn't in our vows. I've said that to potential partners kind of as a test. Like when you're talking to somebody and you haven't fucked yet. I've been very upfront. Like I have IBS. I have some bowel stuff. Like if we hang out, this might happen. And I I, I throw it to them as a test and I'll be like, ha ha, if I shit, like we're going to hang out. Right. And then you, then you like sit there in that weird pause and you go like, 
oh my god what if they're typing this is too much like <laughs> yeah. what if they're what if they say no um yeah. so like i fully, i fully <laughs> okay. understand the 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 fear of if they can't deal with this my intimacy goes away yeah and when you're talking about that i was like a good opening for you might be to ask them if they're interested a good if they opening? like jazz do you like jazz and then say are you into scatting <laughs> I, I think feel I, that scatting and then you can just i think i found the title of either this episode of the podcast or my next memoir <laughs> yeah. a good opening <laughs> forward by Tim. I, I will write the forward absolutely amazing i'm so here for it um but tell me like other than them being with you through the whole thing how has the endometriosis and, and the bowel stuff impacted your sex life uh it was really hard for a long time and like not only did because we work we're working together so our careers came to a grinding halt at the same time like I said uh their mother passed away uh three years ago and uh she and I got sick at the exact same time and we had almost the exact same symptoms so it seemed like both of us were dying at the same time so it was a lot of emotional turmoil for my my partner. And, you know, obviously then you're not feeling too sexy or anything no. like that. So there's that aspect to it. But also with endometriosis, another uh, evil trick that it plays is when you have an orgasm, immediately after you feel intense pain for about a half an hour. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can't even come. You can't even. You like can't even enjoy an orgasm. Yeah, you enjoy it, and then you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna pay for this." Yeah. Oh fuck! Like, I mean, I feel that way when I have a burger, but like, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. imagine. I couldn't imagine that way when I when I'm trying to have a blowjob or like fuck somebody, and I'm gonna yeah. come, and then I'm in immediate pain afterward. Like that would suck. Yeah, and so I've had to do like hence the pelvic floor therapy and everything to try and help it. <laughs> I don't know, try and not feel pain after I bust a nut. <laughs> yeah. Has it has it changed how you have sex? Uh in some ways, like like I said, all all my southern holes are closed. <laughs> so in that way it's changed uh but i think honestly it's made us more intimate because it's you know if if we can get through that shit quite literally then it's made every moment even more beautiful you know uh, the tenderness and the love and the just the humor put into it like i will come out in a diaper and do a like a full lunge and everything (laughs) try to get like a (laughs) i tried to get a bulge and a camel toe going at the same time oh my god please send me please like send me a safer work version of that i'm please (laughs) i (laughs) i need to see it i need to see it well we're scheduling the after this we'll we will schedule the diaper shoot yeah amazing. i'm down for it yeah 100 percent. we said to be a calendar really be a calendar we should do it for like endometriosis awareness yeah we should literally be like we're selling this to raise awareness for endometri- endometriosis yeah. and we should see how much money we get that was right. not a bad for idea real. 
Yeah, because like, cis men can get endometriosis as well. It's not on. as common, but really, wow! I didn't, yeah. really, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a small percentage, but it can happen. So there should be calendars for this shit all the time. Then is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Another yet another title. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I'm so glad you have a partner that is right in there with you and and. Yeah will remind you that you're sexy and remind you that you're valid and remind you that it, even though it sucks, they're still going to be there. That's really hard for me. For me, as somebody who doesn't have a partner and can't even get a second fucking date because oh. queer cis men are the worst, um, the worst, but somehow they're the ones that make my dick hard. So here we are. Um, but, you know, no, having to explain to them that I might shit and that I might, have an accident or that my body is going to do something that other queer men you're with don't do that's really hard for me emotionally i could imagine yeah and honestly andrew it's their fucking loss because you are amazing so oh well i'm sorry that you have to go through that but yeah cis men are trash (laughs) really i mean and as i'm I'm a non-binary person but as somebody who's read as a cis man and with all my cis parts i can say that we're a pretty trash group <laughs> yeah, yeah it's pretty pretty high ranking yeah which is part of why i you know part of why i decided to you to to explore non-binary pronouns and explore all this stuff yeah. i was like i don't want to be connected with all this like toxic yeah masculinity bullshit yeah and it's it's almost like i don't know the poles are separating or something and People are doubling down on the awful yeah. now, and it's just just being extra transphobic, extra ableist. Yeah. Like, why? Like, just, it's why? Yeah, yeah, because that's what the disabled, trans, a non-binary community really needs is some more roadblocks. Yeah. <laughs> we really need, you know, we've had it easy for so long that we really need. Yeah, to, we really need to like get in we, there and be. We need a about. challenge. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm um, sure, like your everyday life is fucking easy peasy oh it's the, it's the <laughs> easiest thing i've ever done i i wouldn't have it any other way yeah <laughs> um, thing. speaking of disability do you think that the do you feel that you're a disabled person because of the endometriosis or what is it like for that label for yeah. you well i think there's probably some internalized ableism with me around using the word disabled because you know there's days that i can get up and break steel not right now but you know hopefully soon but it is a chronic illness and it's something that's never going to go away and so I'm going to have to deal with it for the rest of my life I also do have like a host of uh, mental illnesses just because you know I needed a little bit more (laughs) to add to the total package (laughs) (laughs) Your dating profile should be like, I, yeah. need, I just needed more. Yeah. Adding all the things. Just completely fucked. Yeah. <laughs> completely fucked and tucked. Oh my God, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Um, so what is the realest thing? I don't know how I made this question. But what is yeah. the realest thing about your gastro and your endometriosis that you want to share that you want to tell the people? I guess it's just like, again, about endometriosis, just awareness about the disease and how insidious it is, how common it is and how 
so many people suffer so horribly with it, like from uh, losing children to, you know, uh, losing jobs, losing their lives, losing their, you know, it causes so much, it's so detrimental to your, to every aspect of your life. It's just, it's not just a bad period. It's, you know, I think that one day it's going to be classified as a cancer. It acts very much like it. It sounds like fucking cancer the way you described yeah. it earlier. Well, I even did, after my first surgery, I did three months of Lupron, which is usually given to men who have end-stage prostate cancer. And wow. like my hair was falling out. and But I'm like, they don't call it chemo when they give it to you, but it's chemo when they give it to somebody else. <sighs> That's. I didn't realize any of that. And now I'm just like, why the fuck are we talking about this more? Yeah, exactly. I think like if it was a disease of the dick, it would oh be. Oh my God, it would be like a national crisis. Right? It'd be yeah. priority number one, but because yeah. it's not. Yeah. And then also within that group, there's, you know, everything is hashtag endo sisters. And then I come in like with a beard going. I'm here to get my vagina checked. <laughs> <laughs> what about like endo bros? Endo, I yeah. mean, I would do that. Endo bro, yeah. but endo bros sounds kind of douchey, but we'll figure out something that's not yeah. as douchey. Then... I know, I'm just like siblings. Can we just say siblings yeah. or friends or something like that or sufferers or... Endo sibs, I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's simple. It's not gendered. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. So there's like, you know, there's lateral shit too. <laughs> i can't stop, say shit without laughing now lateral shit amazing amazing um that's my I... autobiography lateral shit <laughs> i'll write the forward for that one <laughs> um but i had so much fun today and i you know i i i've done i've recorded three of these now three of these special episodes and it is probably the most fun i've done doing a podcast because i finally get to talk about the thing that I've been afraid to talk about for so long, like yeah. really openly with people. And I just want to thank you so much yeah. for being so fucking candid today. Oh, absolutely. When my partner sent me the link, I'm like, I'll, I'll probably never get on, but I got to give it a shot, man. I got to toss my diaper into the ring yeah. because <laughs> I am down to talk about shit. <laughs> as soon as I got your email, I was like, and you saw I emailed you within like 20 minutes. Like, yeah, cool. Sure. Okay, let's figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was like, sweet. Because, yeah. like, you know, this, I've, I, the, the main podcast, and they hear the episodes on Saturday, like, it, it's about disability, everything. But I've been dealing with this now for almost six years, and I am so scared to talk about it because yeah. the shame. And so I was like, fuck, let's just blow it out and do a podcast yeah, absolutely. about it. That's the way I approach every, like, every, issue that is dark for me like I told you my father's suicide my you know all of these things is to process it through comedy you know because I think if we can get to the point where we can laugh at it people will let their guards down and actually listen yeah that's my kind of you know and I think you know if we can laugh at the absurdity of poo right like together I mean it's the absurdity of our body trying to kill us with poo right like then maybe we can laugh at other stuff too yeah because i googled one time how how much shit can the human body hold and it can hold like 10 to 20 pounds worth of shit ew i mean i'm pretty sure when they did my 
this impaction that it was eight pounds. I was eight pounds lighter. Oh, <laughs> God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they can't measure me. They can't weigh me a lot because I'm in a wheelchair. So I never know what my actual yeah. weight is. I sort of know what it might be, but they never yeah. can weigh me because I'm always in a chair. So I'm yeah. pretty sure that if they weighed me, they'd see like a good two or three <laughs> pounds of shit in there that it's not moving. Yeah, no doubt. You know? Man. But, I mean, this was so fun. And like, yeah. thanks for coming on this little mini experiment of a show that I'm doing. Oh, thanks for having me. It was, it was so fun. I've never, I have... Not never laughed harder on a show than I think <laughs> I did today with that, with, with that story. That's awesome. I'm glad. Um, I want to make sure that people can follow you, Tan. How do they, where can they, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, I'm usually, since I'm old, uh, only on Instagram. So it's uh, <laughs> Tuck underscore Cornelius on Instagram. It sounds so like British royalty going to right. tea kind of name. <laughs> You know what? It comes from, uh, I was named after a uh, famed country singer, Tanya Tucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, uh, I'm from the Maritimes, so we have nicknames on nicknames. So, yeah. since I was a baby, everybody called me Tuck. I like and, that. Uh, and I, I mean, yeah. and so, I also like the totally different topic, but I like the, trans- the, the transition of using the old name yeah to the new name and i like i like how it's connected yeah and my last name that i use is actually my father's first name so oh, great. his name as my last name yeah so you, so your dad's name was cornelius yes again i feel like it's a british royalty name right and he was cornelius jr and i'm like my mom had two boys aside from me yeah. Why, why wasn't there another Cornelius? Why yeah. did the name stop? You don't just yeah. have a name like that and stop, Mom. Cornelius the Third. Like where instead Eddie and Scott? I'm like, that's what you could come up with. No, but, <laughs> but I mean, I think that both those names are amazing, and I love that we got to sit and talk about poo today. Yeah. It was so fun. Genuinely want to do that diaper shoot calendar. Not even kidding. I want to yeah. do it. No, yeah. And the gonna... minute I press off, we're figuring it out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I want to apologize to my brothers for, for shaming them for their bland ass names. <laughs> um, hilarious. Hilarious. This is so fun. I had such a good time. Thank you so much for being here today. And I will talk to you the second we're done. So All right. th- thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Andrew. Bye. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was created, recorded, and produced by Cripple & Co. Productions, and Andrew Gerza. Any and all use of materials, graphics, audio recordings, etc. cannot be used or distributed without express permission. If you would like to use an episode of the podcast or license an episode of the podcast on your website, please consider emailing Andrew Gerza and Cripple & Co. Productions at disabilityafterdarkpod at gmail.com. Copyright 2022.